Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I'm Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America Built a Wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, So, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back once again. This is This Was Rod. This Was Rad Podcast. The podcast where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s to see if they are still as rad as they remember. Right off the bat, I am Paul. I am Greg. Cleanest opening we've ever had. I'm just... It's fantastic. I'm really... All the time. It's... It gives me heart palpitations when we kind of like when it just kicks off, just the way it auto. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just it's it's just fun for me now. I just really like doing this again. Nice. I don't know if that nice. says to, to all the other episodes we've done, but I don't know. It's, now it's, I love it. <laughs> it it does sort of feel like there's sort of a like a hole, you know? Like there like, is. Yes. I keep waiting for something and it never shows up. Ah, <laughs> uh, I. I don't have food with me. I don't. Mm. Of course, we're we're talking about uh, my dog PB, constant companion on the show. You you miss her jingling in the background. She, she a rock. She was a, <laughs> a constant, and it's there's a PB sized hole in my heart. There is, there is, and the hearts of of all uh, our listeners. They, they cry. They cry just a little. Just one of those single prison tears. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. You just. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel for you. Uh, I, I like to just point out uh, thank you to people that are listening. We've seen our numbers going up, which is nice. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, we say that at the end as well. But just a little bump lately that I kind of kind of keep the uh, the old juices flowing here. Yeah, it's nice. It's always nice when uh, you see you see your numbers are up, and then you're like, "What did we do?" What what can we do to keep this going? And then when they disappear, we'll be like, "What? Oh no! What? The, uh, what do we do now?" And and you know, n- never have any idea. Well, I thought what the best thing to do was to uh, immediately change the opening music. Smart. Like um, we're gonna change some stuff in the middle of the show. We're gonna new ending song. I thought as we kind of reach that pinnacle of just progressing to the next level we change mm-hmm. everything throw out the baby in the bathwater call it a new day i yeah I, I i do like the idea of just basically saying um 
what what works we don't know because we just change everything and there's impossible to gather data we yes <laughs> it's just crazy it's a we should start a committee a podcast committee that just kind of not, not all podcasts just ours just ours yeah yes yeah um, a, I'm th- a, a committee of two no no i'm thinking 40 minimum 40 yeah okay yeah I think uh, I think I think I think we get some some government funding <laughs> into this. Okay. Uh, I think I like uh, I love government funding. I do too. It's I it's it's very good. You know, um, I hear there's gonna be some opening cash very shortly. Uh, you know, with just uh, with some things going on. And wink, wink, as we like to say here on the podcast. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I like I like that we've added wink, wink for season three because I like because uh, come no, up, it's kind of fell apart and. <laughs> <laughs> wink wink is a winner it, it always is big time so not a lot of wink wink in this week's movie because uh, we watched creep show 1981 stephen king george romero collaboration creep show it is yes uh an anthology movie so there's yeah, five parts i believe you don't really see a lot of anthology movies anymore i don't really know why i was thinking that we've done heavy metal now we've done this yep. one um i know there's a, a few others now that well, we're i mean getting Cre- to. creep show 2 the the last sort of anthology i remember being popular is a movie i've never seen called love actually which is a uh, christmas movie and it's a bunch of stories that kind of intertwine yeah i know that uh, i know of the movie i have not seen it myself i've yeah I, I I also have not seen it, but um, I yeah. Every so often you get a little anthology movie that comes out, but in the eighties, uh, I feel like they were more common, specifically horror movies, and and what you you didn't get here that you'd find a lot in in horror films was they'd get like four different directors to each direct like a twenty minute short, and then they'd release them. Yeah, and, yeah. And here it's it's just George Romero; he's directing all of them, but. Um, VHS recently, and the VHS and VHS two, and however many there are now, did that where they had five horror shorts, all directed by different people, and then sort of one overarching story that ties all of the the shorts together. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. Um, I, there was a there was a series on television for I think one season that did the same thing that got a whole bunch of different. Uh, like Wes Craven, um, oh, a couple other people, yeah. where they kind of did something like that as well. So, I, I, by the way, I had the same observation: is anthologies were very, very big in the '80s, and then they just kind of trailed off in the '90s and kind of disappeared. Um, so, kind of interesting that we're kind of, kind of getting into these. So, Greg, yeah. uh, as we ask at the beginning of every podcast, was this film rad? Oh yeah, yeah. I, this, this movie was super rad. You, in the sort of, uh, uh, pantheon of rad, it's, it's a horror movie. It's Stephen King stories. It's directed by the guy who did Night of the Living Dead. Like, what more does a, a eight-year-old boy in the (laughs) 80s want? I mean, it was the greatest. Well, I can name a couple things. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, a car like Kit. Okay, okay, fair. fair point. I mean, if I, I also would have said uh, to hang out with the A team, yes, would probably have yeah, been that would have been one for me. Yeah, that would have yeah. been good. Yeah. Um, Kathy Ireland was the '90s, so who would have been in the '80s? Man, 
Oh, Le- Tawny Katane. Leah Thompson, right? The girl from uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Weird Science. Oh, Kelly oh, Kelly LeBrock. There you go. Yeah, Kelly LeBrock in your bedroom. I don't know what with an as an eight year old what you would do eight? other than <laughs> I don't think I was there yet. I are you sure? I don't I I don't think so. Maybe I was. I just I don't think I was. You weren't mature for your age, Greg. I think I think I probably would have been like if they were like you could have anything you want. It would probably be like uh, every Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted every Nintendo game. Can, can I live in the sewers with the Ninja Turtles? That's yeah. There I we want. go. There right. we go. I want superpowers. <laughs> yes. And a hundred dollars, because I think a hundred dollars would buy me literally anything. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this this movie was super rad. It was on TV uh, regularly. I remember it being on a lot. And 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 Creepshow too. But uh, I I definitely remember this. I uh, huge chunks of this stick out in my mind. Specifically the. Uh, uh, the the lonely death of Jordy Voral or whatever his name is overall uh, that yeah. story specifically always always really stuck into my head sure and um, the crate being the other one that really really uh, just the whole thing really sticks out in my head oh okay cool uh, for myself I would agree it was very rad um, in the eighties I this is again I wasn't a horror guy but I remember this being on TV. The ones that I remember uh, were certainly uh, the Jordy Farrell um, is probably that's probably the biggest one. Um, I don't know why. I think just because it and, and it happens to be Stephen King who plays the character. Um, at least as a kid, it was probably like the the kid friendliest one. I mean, despite despite that he he, he prays to God to allow sweet salvation enter through the right. a twelve gauge shotgun. Uh, it's a plant, so it's not like his head's blowing up. So that was the most kid-friendly one. The other one that I remember the most as a kid was uh, a Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen, and I, uh, yeah, just yeah. just that that fear of being enclosed and watching the tide come in was just terrifying to me as a child. Um, yeah. but I'm with you. This was on TV all the time. It was on USA Up all night. It was um, constantly on rotation on that that kind of stuff. I don't remember Creepshow 2 as much, um, but this one I definitely remember. I will say the opening sequence, um, I don't know if it's just me. I I didn't remember it at all. Um, okay. Everything else, like the crate and the roaches and stuff, I always had like pieces of in my brain. I don't remember the first one at all, so it'll be interesting to interesting. go into it. Yeah. Now, now, Greg, I have an idea. Okay. Okay, so, so I'm going to try and do it. Uh, we'll see how this goes. What I like to do is normally we, we go through the movie piece by piece and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what I'd like to do this time is we're going to start each clip or each story with a sound bite. We'll do our thing. Ooh, okay. And we'll do all five. All right. It's ambitious, right. but we're a that new, is... we're a new, this was rad. Yeah. We, yeah, that's true. We got to, we got to step it up, you know, right? we got to bring the, we got to, Bring the noise, as as all the kids are saying I, right now. I bring it on, is what I would say. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, yes. Catchy. I, I, I think catchy. we, I think we should step up 3D. This, <laughs> that we should step it up to the streets. Oh, I didn't think you'd know that. <laughs> that's a that's that was incorrectly quoted. So I <laughs> hope you wouldn't know. I actually know the name of that title of the film. Uh, well, uh, I have a wife and child who may or may not have made me sit through all five of these step movies if multiple I, times. If, 
if I tried to make my wife sit through a step up movie, she would punch me right in the dick. Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Let's get into Creep Show. Let's do it. And now we are going to do in the anthology, but it does start out in, first with uh, the father. Uh, I, I'm not going to say disciplining. I'm going to use the word assaulting. I think that is a solid word. <laughs> because the kid, this the father doesn't like that the kid is reading these comic books because they're scary. And, and, and they're going to turn him into a juvenile delinquent. That's, yes, yes. That's, that's his, his, his line. That's what it is. It's not the fact that you're beating me about the head and face. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not Comics the problem. Comics make kids juvenile delinquents, yes. not, not, not desperately wanting a father's love <laughs> yes. and not finding it. That has or, nothing to do with it. Or, or a mother who can't wait to leave the situation because it <laughs> so, so the father is like addressing the kid and the mother goes, oh, it's about to rain. I better go close the windows. Whatever gets me out of this yeah. situation now. Oh, she is. Adios. She is out of it as quick as possible. There is a vodka martini just calling her name. Oh, I can't wait to check out of this family. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, um, uh, Dad, played by uh, classic go-to 80s actor Tom Atkins. Yes. Uh, you probably noticed him and simply said, I know that guy. He's been in a lot of things. Yes. Uh, he's, yes. Yeah. He's in one of my personal favorite 80s movies, Night of the Creeps. Oh, okay. We'll do it eventually. Eventually. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, absolutely, absolutely great actor. Uh, always, always cool when he shows up. And some trivia for you. Who played the kid? I don't know. Stephen King's son. Oh, oh. Uh... Who grew up to change his name and continue to write under the name Joe Hill. So that is Joe Hill on screen, uh, author uh, and of some of my favorite works, including uh, Lock and Key, uh, excellent graphic novel. And uh, some of my uh, 20th Century Ghosts is a short story collection of his. If you do not know Joe Hill, do yourself a favor and pick up his stuff. Uh, specifically, Nosferatu is amazing. Uh, he is an absolute great writer. Really good stuff. Cool. No, I, d I, did, not I did not notice the name at all. Um, yeah, I'm there's... there's there's a fun little bit of trivia where, um, you know how they, they make him up like he's all like beat up and bruised. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they they did like his makeup and Stephen King thought it would be funny to like bring him to McDonald's because he looked <laughs> like he had gotten all beat up. Okay. And apparently they called the cops <laughs> because okay. they, thought, they thought this guy was beating his kid. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> it is funny though. I mean, it's oh, it's be, funny, but I just I just wonder if that cop was like, "No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm Stephen King." And he's just like, "Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you write those crazy books, you you sick sick pervert." Well, I thought you were about to say he was beat up amongst his face and Stephen King, the drunk that he is, walked in and he went, "Oh, oh yeah. that's not real enough." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is during the era, I believe. Uh, this is what eighty one, where he wrote Cujo. And yeah. He straight up admits he has no recollection of writing one word. <laughs> right, he was right. so high on cocaine. <laughs> like, he has no recollection. Right. Of, he he lost like two years of his life. He's like, I have no idea. I, I have no idea what happened during these two years. They're they're not there. Exactly. So I kind of felt like that's where you were going, but I I'm glad it wasn't that. <laughs> So, but anyway, the father grabs the book, he brings it out to the trash, and and it the wind blows, 
And the cover opens up, and we transition to our first story. Uh, do you know the names of each of the stories? I did, I did. I I, I wrote them down. I, there was one thing I forgot to point out. You know what? This opens with the really old Warner Brothers logo. Did you catch it that? It does, yes. I totally forgot that's what the old one looked like. Yeah. Because that's so ingrained in my head, specifically on cassettes that used to yeah, always yeah, yeah, be yeah, with the, the W. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that brought me right back. I forgot I that totally agree with existed. you. Yep, I um, agree. So, so there's that. Um, the so uh, Joe Hill, the kid, looks outside the window, and the creep shows up. He's kind of like this Grim Reaper-looking yeah. character, and then it turns into animation, and it's animated in between the the live-action stories. The, yeah, they kind of look like they were little comic book captures. Uh, yeah, throughout the yeah, way. Yeah, uh, oh. I was actually trying to. I was curious if somebody famous did the animation, but I couldn't. I didn't find anything. Like uh, so anyway, uh, hold, hold, before we go, I I do want to say because I I really love this line. It may be our stinger. Uh, when the mother goes, <laughs> I I think you were a little harsh on the father. Goes. That's why God made fathers, babe. That's that's, right. that's why God made fathers. <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were gonna say it was the little kid going. I hope you rot in hell. Father, I hope you rot in hell. And I was like, also a good line. But also, a it's good. like they had a microphone at young Greg Moberg's house. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Instead, they had a microphone at young Paul's house. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, they they had a, they had a microphone at everyone's house in the eighties. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the the first uh, the first story is called Father's Day. That's yes. number one. Okay. And we're not going to say this throughout the episode, but they are, they routinely frame this and have these, these transitions that make it look like it's a comic. Like yes. It, like, it'll yes. look like it's going from one panel to the next sometimes, or it'll be, um, they'll create these internal frames that you'd see in a comic that, that don't look like normal things. They look very weird and, and interesting, but it's designed to keep the comic feel. We're not going to mention it through the rest That's of it. That's fine. It's yeah, just yeah, we're something good. Something you can... It's there now, so... Okay, so it starts out with um, with uh, Father's Day. Um, we, we see some people, uh, Ed Harris, most notably, um, in in this opening scene where it looks like it's, a, it's, it's its older, like, spinster mother, her two kids... And one of the kids that her her husband are there waiting for uh, their aunt, um, her sis, the the older woman's sister, to arrive um, to celebrate Father's Day, which already seemed kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, and and so they're waiting for this woman to show up, and the so it's it's actually their great aunt. Oh, it's, okay, it's okay. Mom's aunt is there, and so. She and so they're just like, oh yeah, we're just waiting for this lady, whatever. And then the mom is just like, why don't I tell you all the dirty secrets we have in this family? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she just proceeds to tell Ed Harris uh, how uh, the the aunt just uh, really got sick of her her uh, her father uh, banging a cane and screaming that he wanted cake. Why didn't we just, just take who who just take the goddamn cane? Just, yeah, <laughs> right? First of all, yes, just take his cane. Second of all, just just give him the cane and, <laughs> and then right, leave. Right. Okay, but no, 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 no. Her her response is, I can't take this anymore. And she takes a uh, she takes a uh, an ashtray, uh, ashtray, a marble ashtray, an ashtray. Oh, yes. and and kills him with it. Yeah. Now, I I believe earlier they might have mentioned that he didn't like that aunt's husband and killed him and made it look like a hunting accident. Yes, right? yeah, the old uh, the old Cheney. 
The uh, elderberry <laughs> bull, bulls, the elderberry. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, I thought he was a goose. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Don Chaney, but that, that's not right. That, that's an old movie character. Um, <laughs> Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. Uh, who, was, who was the mummy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah, he didn't shoot anybody. I, I just want to put that on record. That's right, uh, yeah. No, of course, Cheney, uh, Dick Cheney, uh, vice president uh, to, to George W. Bush there. And anyway, yes, yeah, so the father, the great aunt's father killed her husband. She's making the cake. She's getting there. But that goddamn cane, just just take it away like a six-year-old. Now, did you have a hard time, like, understanding the audio when this is, like, very, like, echoey at times? And I had a hard time understanding, like, like a... What the old guy was saying when he was screaming, like I could, I could, I could make it out, but I had to really pay attention. He's just said, he, just, I mean, unless he was going off on like uh, Othello's great, uh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he just keeps screaming, "Give me my cake, give me my yeah. cake." I didn't really hear anything else beyond that. He, uh, he, he, he said a few different things. He said like, uh, "You're just waiting to die, waiting for me to die." So you can have my money. Uh, he kept calling like, her a bitch, the two. Yep, yep. yep uh, that was, that many, was many times. One. And apparently that's what set her off. She was fine with everything until bitch. And she was like, oh, no, no. Oh, <laughs> whoa, no, 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 Kill my husband. Uh, you know, <laughs> right, rattle right. me like a six-year-old. Right. Dropping the B word. This we, The line must be drawn here, as Captain Picard is so fond of saying. And, you know, this shall not stand. And it didn't. It did not. No, she walks over. She grabs the uh, the the old ashtray, uh, clocks him across the head, and then uh, apparently is the greatest uh, scene decorator because she cleaned up, made it look like an accident. I, as as the mother goes, she made it look like he fell too hard on the floor, and I'm like, that's like two feet. <laughs> like, uh, is, you, is your floor marble? <laughs> I, li- I like to think they had a box of those, and they just spread them all over the floor. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he just fell, and he had his collection, and it, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so so <laughs> the, the aunt finally shows up in present day. She's driving this, like, old car, and, and her, like, routine is, I'm going to go sit on the, my dad's grave, who I murdered, and drink uh, no, Jack Daniels. No, 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 no. The son says, meditate. To which yep. I I assumed she was going to be doing some sort of Buddhist chanting, uh, yeah. maybe some uh, some incense waving. Uh, she does none of that. She just bottle of Jim Bean and forget this, the day. This here's America, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna uh, we're gonna meditate the way God intended it with a bottle of hard alcohol, right. you know, some hard liquor here. So, um, and I, I love this where she reiterates everything we oh, just God, saw I know. in some kind of accent. I don't know what it's <laughs> supposed to be, but it's, it's not English. I don't know. Like, it's not. It, it was weird. No. And so then well, what happens no, it, it's, she... it's, it's drunkard. It's uh, tr- <laughs> Ah, t- uh, drunken Tennessee. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. La- so, language of my ancestors. It is. <laughs> that's right. Beautiful. None, none more beautiful than that. That language. Um, then the uh, the woman here, uh, the aunt, knocks over the alcohol, and as we all know, if you knock over alcohol on a grave, it it Jack Daniels is so great 
so amazing. I, I was it una- brings people back to life. I was unaware of the magical properties thus were held within a Jim Bean bottle, but uh, yeah, it, yeah. I do have some conjurations I need to do myself, so I may be stopping by a liquor store soon. Um, I, I want to say this movie... I found it very funny. At one point, the son says you could set your clock by her. And then right. when she doesn't come back, he goes, oh, she's so forgetful. She forgets herself sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought you said she could set a clock to her. Like, this well, I mean, this you, is why you the could. day. <laughs> you this could. is not advisable. <laughs> okay. Anyway, out of the grave pops her father. I will say the first hand pop, great jump scare. Again, oh, fantastic. I didn't know this one as well, so that got me. I, I didn't, like, squeal. I wasn't crying or anything, but I was like, ooh, oh, good good job, movie. You got me. <laughs> uh, he completely he comes out of the grave. He chokes her to death. We cut back to the family. And, and honestly, we can go through. Now we can kind of skip through a bunch of stuff because basically what happens well, is Ed Harris so, goes out to the grave. Sh- so, yeah, well, hold on, hold on. The... the- the uh the the zombie I guess we'll call it for lack of a better word um uh, chokes yeah uh, ch- choke zombie it's more like a ghast revenant oh oh uh wraith no he's not misty uh, no he, he's not yeah no, he's, no, no. He's he doesn't have a, a car a he doesn't have a car <laughs> he doesn't come from the stars <laughs> right um, right as we all know that's where wraiths come from <laughs> yeah revenants I believe have have a singular mission that when accomplished they uh. Are destroyed forever. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe that. Well, he did just want his cake. He he did. Yeah, he says that many many times. I'm calling. I'm calling Revenant. I'm calling. He's a cake Revenant. Just wants his cake. <laughs> a cake Revenant. Father, okay. oh, Father's Day Revenant specifically. Revenant. <laughs> cake. No, I like. I like Revenant because Krevenant? it sounds like something like Pillsbury's Revenant. <laughs> now with more flavor. <laughs> To die for maybe I don't so Ooh, good you'll come back uh, from the dead. I, there's there's some we we'll, you know we'll workshop so, it. So, I'm an idea guy. I so, don't, I don't so rich it'll take you to your grave. Ooh, that's that's good. Yeah, like yeah. No, nah, yeah. Like I, we'll we'll get a marketing team People on. People are killing for this. <laughs> <laughs> Goes great with Jim Beam. <laughs> People are dying for this product. There we go. There we go. I go like on. that. That rolls off the tongue. It'll look great in filigree on the box. I like I, oh, that. Oh, ooh, ooh. I love filigree. Uh, yes. So, so, so uh, Ed Harris goes out to the graveyard. No, 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 no. no oh, come on. No. <laughs> we are not buzzing by the dance scene with Ed Harris in it. He we are does not love dancing. He didn't. I don't know. What is happening? You want... Okay, okay. Non-white people? You want to see some white people dancing? <laughs> oh my God, is this movie the one for you to check out? I don't know what's happening in this film. <laughs> it just... It takes a left turn to the 70s and then it comes right back to where it's supposed to be. It's it's just... I, I didn't need to see it. Uh, out of all the, the death and carnage in this film, I think the most pornographic uh, image is, is this dancing. It is in utterly without merit artistically and uh, and uh, just disgusting. Hey, Ed, Ed, Ed can't be contained, Gregory. Once <laughs> the Ed is loose. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm, I am, I'm now, going to find now? either a video or a GIF, and I am posting that Please because do. it's I have to share it with the world. Okay. Ed Harris 
goes to the graveyard. Okay. 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 I, I, goes I, to the I, graveyard. I figured fourth time I got to get it, right? Okay. He goes to the graveyard uh, to find out where, where the aunt is. He just kind of meanders around. Uh, he trips and falls into the now opened graveyard, uh, grave of the father. Um, aunt aunt Med- uh, Bedelia? I, I believe. believe it is. It is Bedelia. I believe. Uh, Bedelia falls on him, um, and then I, I get it. So, Crevenants, do they also have the power of telekinesis? Because oh, this is an undead trait I was not aware of. Uh, this is you're you're in Superman territory. Okay, where they just have whatever power is convenient. <laughs> okay, to okay. Because Ed Harris is in a grave, and the headstone starts to move. And I don't know. He's got uh, three whole minutes to get out of there. Doesn't even budge. Oh, he he literally had. He easily has forty five to sixty seconds to get out of the way. Yeah, easily. Um, he sees the 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 Crevenant father, and then the headstone falls on him. Death. You know, kind of. It's it's this cool kind of camera shot where you see the the headstone fall. You hear a crunch. Uh, you know, Kesara uh, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, we, better luck in Westworld, uh, <laughs> Mr. Harris. Yes. Um, and then we cut back to the house, and now the two kids, who obviously are spoiled brats, they're getting uptight, they want to eat. The mother says, uh, okay, well, let's let's go check on dinner. I believe it's, yes, I believe it's the mother first, right? The, the mother goes to check on the, uh, the cook to see right. what's, what's going on. Now, she walks into the kitchen and the lights are off. Now, just to note, when the kids later go also into the kitchen, we'll get there. The son at least notes, huh, the lights are off. That mother walks right in like, oh, yeah, it's, this is how uh, Maria cooks dinner. Just blindly in the dark. <laughs> and gets only confused when she sees muddy footprints. Well, That's, Greg, in that house, yeah. someone's head is about to roll. Ha-ha, <laughs> pun intended. Oh, zing. <laughs> zing. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a spoiler zing. <laughs> for, for when the father comes in <laughs> into the room, the, the Crevenant, and kills the, the mother. Having already killed the cook. Yes, yes. Um, a little bit of a scare there. That As she goes through the double doors, there's a window, and the cook's mm-hmm. head kind of flops in. Um, he, he kills uh, the... The, the granddaughter or grandniece or whatever. And then the two kids, uh, the two pr- prissy kids, they're like, oh, wait, what's going on? They go into the kitchen. And I, I was very confused by this, and maybe you can help me out. The the Crevident walks out, and he's got a platter. And he's got yes. the mother's head with icing all over it. And he says, yes. I finally got my cake. Right. And, right. Then it, and, then it, and then the scene ends. Why is it not Bedelia's head? Excellent question. Um, I like. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess maybe the mom was there. So that Crevenants are just creatures of I convenience agree. now. I, I feel like I feel like Bedelia should have been the death where the mom was. Uh, yes, I yeah. totally agree. I totally agree. I think I I think Ed Harris goes out. Because he's pretty much just an extra body in this scene. Somehow, Bedelia's not there, but he right. gets killed. Switch it around. I'm with you. Bedelia's the one with the head on the platter. 
Maybe she just couldn't stand in the makeup chair to get her face done. Um, oh, by the way, we should mention special effects done by Tom Savini. That's right. Who, who shows up at the end of the garbage does. man. He does. I, I liked that. That was very cool. Um, some of the special effects in this movie are very good. Some <laughs> of them are not so good. Uh, but, you know, uh, this one was one that he did pretty good. I thought the Krevenant looked pretty pretty good so that's that's that it ends and uh we then go on to uh, the lonesome death of jordy Vorrell. oh you done it now jordy Vorrell. you monkhead two hundred dollars for a broken media you must be joking i wouldn't give you two cents jordy Vorrell, monkhead and now this is the one where it, this is Stephen King who plays the title character. Um, yes. He's a farmer um, who, who's yeah, out in his yeah, field. Yeah, as, as far as I can tell. And a meteorite hits the ground. It immediately cuts right into this. The meteorite hits the ground. There's no premise, no setup as to who this person is. <laughs> no, no, we are in like Flynn. We're it. just going. Uh, he goes over, finds the meteorite, and it's glowing. And then we proceed to watch Stephen King uh, chew scenery like a fat guy at a buffet. I (laughs) forgot how long this is. I love Stephen King. The man is amazing at writing. If you ever (laughs) want to see a story that is a solid story with a good premise, but falls apart because you don't have an actor who knows how to act, this is the one it's, to watch. I, w- I was like, I started to cringe. I'm like, because I know the story. I love this story. It's a and I started story. to cringe at just how stupid. I mean, I get that he's supposed to be like a bumpkin, but you're right. He He's not an actor. He's not bringing that, that, that definition to the character, Mm-mm. even as a bumpkin, that you need. Um and, and, I, I, and yeah, man, it is it is a bummer. And I mean, the, the, the story we could probably describe it in like four sentences. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Man's, he is gonna bring it to a college to sell it for two hundred bucks and pay off his bank loan. That's that's his plan. Yeah. Uh, he he touches it, it burns him. He dumps water on it, it cracks open, and like this ooze comes out of it. And what happens is the meteor makes this like plant matter grow and uh it it starts to grow on his hands and throughout the rest of this it's just slowly taking over his body this plant growth is just engulfing him as things go on as it engulfs everything outside actually too. Uh, yeah I, I the only con- i mean i i have some notes but really the only thing that was kind of like interesting to me was first of all i like that his his big get rich scheme is two hundred dollars uh, I will say that scene was kind of funny um, when he, when he goes to the college and he's like, "Oh, I got this meteorite," and the and the the, the professor has like a box of money, and he's yeah, count- I, I, and yeah, he's counting it out like fives at a time. He's like, "Nope, two hundred. Jordy wants two hundred. That was kind of funny. And then I just thought, man, he is gonna win best house on the block for sure. I mean, how can you lose with that kind of greenery, right? I mean, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody who has a greener property. Well, right? I, I was just thinking if he was able to hire Edward Scissorhands to come over and and, and shape it for him. I mean, that's Ooh, the that's the cover that's of Home and Gardens, easy, right? I I you'd have to be, you'd have to get it, you'd have to, <laughs> right? 
So, so and, and, anyway. <laughs> yeah, by the way, by the way, that pause, that pause is perfect for this entire clip. I just, I just don't. I just, There's nothing, it's, right? It's, it's just, it's so a sad. basically it, 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 it gets worse. You know, it starts on his fingers and then like, it's like, it's like on his chest. And then, then by the end of it, literally it's over his whole body. Yeah, he, he prays to God for like a little bit of luck. He <laughs> grabs a gun and shoots himself in the head. There is a brief radio uh, thing where you, uh, a radio weather report where you hear that it's going to rain which, of course, is to set up that this stuff is just now going to take over the entire planet. Yeah. There's a nice little nod to Castle Rock, which is a classic King location. Yes. Uh, you see a little signpost. It's pointing in all these directions to all these cities, and it says it says Castle Rock. And that's it. Uh, I, I, I wish we could have spent more time on that one, but there's really uh, that's okay. nothing there. Uh, that's okay. Um, I'd like to get to the ne- Do you have the name of the next one? Something to tide you over is the name of number three. I'm gonna get you. You hear me, Richard? You hear me, Richard? I'm gonna get you! Gotta hold your breath there, Harry. Gotta hold your breath. Are you serious? A hundred percent. That is a shitty title. (laughs) Is it? Well, it's a punny title. Yes. Okay. But not one of those good puns we were talking no, about, no. like Crevenant. That's a great <laughs> the Crevenant, I'll be talking about at the water cooler. Fantastic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll but, try to explain it to my coworkers, and they'll look at me like I'm a crazy old person. But no, so th- this one, this is everything the first <laughs> that one should have been. It has real actors doing real acting. It's fantastic. So it starts out with Ted Danson is like sleeping on the couch or something, and he gets a knock on the door. Um, and it's Leslie, Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen. Who, who is killing it. In Dead this. serious. He's awesome. He comes right in. Yeah. And um, basically he starts to threaten him. And what we find out very quickly is Ted Danson is, has been sleeping with um, Leslie Nielsen's wife. Yes. Um, Leslie Nielsen goes in. He starts to threaten Ted Danson. He then fondles his VCR. I mean, it's not just me, right? Leslie Nielsen has an unhealthy un- obsession oh, yeah. with video I, I cameras. Actually, um, I, I I wrote down he's he's the worst kind of bad guy. He's he's like a video file. It, like he literally is like, I guess some uh, guess some loose connections down here. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't notice a degrading picture quality. And then he's like, Oh, you really got to clean the heads on these VCRs. Yeah, and I'm just like, I know this guy. I know this guy. <laughs> Shut up. Get out of my house. Well, like, that's. that's- that's, That's where if, if I'm a cop and Ted Danson like in, like just like picks up a brick and, and kills this guy like right in the head and I'm a cop and he goes, yeah, he was talking about like my picture quality was degrading and the heads on my VC and I'd just be like, it was an accident, sir, case closed. I think we... We're fine here. Well, World's better off this way. It's fine. Well, that's what I mean. Leslie Nielsen, like, he, he takes the tape out of the VCR, and then he starts to finger it inside like he's looking for... I, I'm sure he's looking for dust, but that's not what he's doing. He, he's just he's just trying to keep that that VHS boner going as long as oh, he man. can. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. And so he has a microcassette recorder, and he plays it for Ted Danson, and it's, it's the girl screaming, like, help. Yes. You know, please yeah. come help yeah, yeah. me. And he's like... If you come with me, I'll show you where she is. Like, I promise you'll... Yeah, no funny business. Totally right. see her, 100%, I promise. Yeah. So he gets in the Jeep, and they drive to the beach. Yeah. And and, and uh, so Leslie Nielsen has... He's a super rich guy. He owns, like, this giant section of beach. Or the, I mean, it could be an island for all we know. 
Um, yeah, that's true. But he he drives Ted Danson out there. I do like the cleverness of this ploy. He gets him to a section of the beach and then says, I mean, I know she's around here. He Ted Danson turns and he sees a mound of dirt right. and, like, and like a, a shovel. And, and Leslie Nielsen straight up goes like, Oh, look at that. Is she in there? <laughs> I don't know. Is, like, is, it, is it now a game show? Well, let's see. Let's see what's under burial tomb number one. No, it's a goat. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine if there were three burial mounds and Ted had to uncover would, each one? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Now, 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 Ted, I'll let you undig one of those burial mounds. If you got a rubber band in your pocket, you got a rubber band in your pocket. Let's play the music. <laughs> you got a rubber band in your pocket. Oh, time is ticking down. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, if you got a if you got a paper clip or a or a piece of gum, paper clip, piece of gum, rubber band. I got a. I totally, I totally have a piece of gum. I got a piece of gum. I got a piece of gum. Okay, okay. Let's see. Go ahead, Ted. Pick your mound. That's the. Oh man. Oof. Oof. Do I go with one? Or three? It's so complicated. Uh, oh man, I don't know. I'm so, it's so much easier when I'm watching it on television, but in person, this is real, oof, I'm getting all flustered here. Pick, guess, pick uh, your mound. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta do the eeny meeny miny mo. This is all I got left here. Uh, oh, four, uh, three, three, no, no, three, three. Ted, what are you, dummy? There's only three mounds. Three. Well, I, I was in a base. Uh, I was hexagonaling it. Le- uh, Leslie just, three. Leslie just takes out the gun. You know, Ted, I'm done. Just pick a goddamn mound. <laughs> So what, what does he find when he unbears? Oh, God. He finds a hole instead. Uh, <laughs> not only not only a hole, it's a square hole, to which <laughs> yes, I said, you ever tried digging a hole at the beach? It's whatever size the beach wants it to be and whatever yes. shape the beach wants it to be. Yes. And he got it to square off. <laughs> Interesting superpower. Um, I'm sure that is exactly a 24-inch uh, corner to corner, square. Oh, of course, you know where a, a nice uh, t- a television zenith television color TV would fit. Uh, 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 no, I'm sorry. Then it would be a 19 inch, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he 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 says, get in that hole. All I want to do is incapacitate you. <laughs> Which I, I, I gotta. I mean, come on, Ted. Look, you said shoot me, and he's like, oh, I will. <laughs> now get in the hole, and it's like. Oh, come on, Ted. T- take the gamble. I know. I know. So anyway, he, he gets in there, buries him up to his head. Uh, we see a little crab come by and hang out. No, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Ted's a dummy. I know it's supposed to be a jump scare for the audience, but crabs don't move at the speed of sound. No, they <laughs> move even, even ones with knives move very slowly. He's in the dirt, and then he looks over and goes, ah! Like, like the crab snuck up on him. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, like it was a ninja of some kind. Hey, buddy, you come here often? <laughs> it was yeah. so stupid. I, 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 it, that bothered me. It really bothered me, Greg. It cannot bother you as much as something that's going to bother me in about five minutes. <laughs> okay. To explain another part of this. But so anyway. Okay. Um, I assume he, it has to do with equipment. <laughs> bury, no, no, surprisingly. No. Okay. He buries him, buries him up to his neck. Yes. He brings out a TV and he shows uh, the woman, Becky, yes. who is also buried with the surf coming in. And Leslie Nielsen explains like, oh, I told you I'd show you her. And here she is. You're both 
just gonna the tide will come in but you know if you hold your breath and you wait long enough you might be able to wiggle out of the hole but uh yeah this is what's gonna happen he just sets up some camera equipment and drives off yep yep it's i gotta say it's a clever it's a clever move i mean i like it very clever um did you get the impression these are not the first two people leslie nielsen has buried in that in that beach to 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 jump ahead a little bit, we see a collection of tapes yeah, yeah, yeah. later on, and he's like, oh, let's see, what should we watch? And I'm like, please put in another tape, <laughs> and it's the same setup with different people. I like, totally believe that's exactly what it is. let it there be, like, be. He's just got hours and hours uh, of this. The gardener who, who screwed up his topiary, the kid who doesn't wash his car. Yep. I, all of it. I, I, that's why I, I'm he totally with the you. beach, Paul. He's killed everyone else <laughs> yeah, who lives yeah. on that beach. That's that's why he had to bury them so far apart. It's the last two spots open. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, so, um, no. The part that I have a problem with is Ted Danson. The, the water's coming in. The water's coming in. The waves are crashing. You know, he's trying to, like, get his head out. He's spitting yeah. the water out. And then it cuts to, like, Leslie Nielsen, I think, like, basically getting home. Yep. And like watching it, and then it cuts to Ted Danson, and like all of a sudden he's underwater, completely yeah, underwater yeah, yeah. with his head, and he's like holding his breath. And I'm like, it, we went from the surf kind of hitting him in the face to a foot above his head in the span of a couple of like he's out of breath when it's like eye level, not not a foot above his head level. Well, it depends on. I- God, that's physics. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't have an answer. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. Have I an get answer. it. It's like a funny, weird visual. But we cut back to uh, Leslie Nielsen. He's at his home. He's kind of you know just kind of going his jolly old day. He looks for the the tapes. I like how he blames his maid. Or, or his butler or whatever. Oh, I, yeah, no, I, he says, he's like, oh, maid's always messing with my stuff. Do you think the maid's watching the videos? I mean, why else would they be out of order? Right. Yeah. I just I just <laughs> love how Leslie Nielsen gets back into his house, and you immediately know he's like a cartoonishly like evil Bond villain. <laughs> yes, yeah. I did expect he, him to start he, rolling his hands together. He, he, he flips a button, and like a picture <laughs> moves up, and he has a bank of monitors. Right. And I'm like, only... Evil 80s villains have this in their living room. <laughs> yes. Like, it's bananas. Well, I mean, he is a movie file. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, li- live like the character you want to be, Greg. That's, I, I guess. <laughs> so. It's like it's like dress for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> right, and right. You, exactly. You, you, you build your house for who you want to be, not who you are. Okay, fair. So. We see, and I do think this is a really cool effect. You start to see a mist rolling into the house. First to the house and then into the house. I really like that effect for what what's coming, which is uh, Ted and, by the way, it's not Ted in the movie. I'm just calling him Ted because it's Ted Dance and I can't remember the character yeah, it's, name. Yeah, I don't remember what his actual name so is. So Ted and Becky are dead very good makeup um, and, and the clothing and all that. They slosh really well. They walk into the house. Leslie Nielsen is inexplicably taking a shower. Um, I'm not really sure why, but that's the scene that they decided Conveni- to go with. Conveniently not getting his head wet, just his body. Well, I mean, listen, when you've got a quaff like that, you don't just let any old uh, liquid. Hey, fair enough. You know, he washes it in Avion, I'm, I assume. Fancy. Uh, <laughs> and then they... Unless you have something else, they pretty much 
chase him around, uh, chase him around the beach, uh, chase him around his house, and eventually they bury him. Uh, it's a great, great scene. I always remember the end of this where he's buried and he's just gone completely insane, screaming and laughing. Like I yeah. can hold my breath for a long time. Like I, I always, that always stuck with me. That's such a great image. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a good one um, for sure. And then we, we get to the one that you mentioned at the beginning, which is the crate. The crate. Well, how bad is she? Is she conscious? It's easier if you just see for yourself, Wilma. What are you laughing about? Your best friend gets in a scrape with a girl and you're laughing? Well, there's a funny side to it, Wilma. Wait till you see. You'll think so yourself. A transition to what appears to be a socialite birthday party is the best I can describe what this scene jumps to next. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. Was it was it a was it like a mixer for a like a college the college that he works at? Was it just a mixer there or something? Like I, I assume it was a key party gone awry. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> really awry? Yeah, like the Everyone ice storm. Pretty fast. Uh, like the ice storm. Remember that movie? That's a. It's a deep pull, <laughs> isn't it? Well, <laughs> key parties, deep pull films, <laughs> well, deep pull. Yes. Anyway, not this movie, but very. No, <laughs> no. Uh, this one is a summer one. They're on some kind of campus or whatever. It's a lot of older professor types, um, and we meet two professors specifically. Well, I mean, Hal Holbrook, um, who uh, who we we know and love, was in uh, was the sort of uh, brow beaten. Uh, husband to Adrian Barbeau. Oh, uh, Walter Mitty. In this one? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> well, by the way, and uh, I, I thought it was the great. other guy's name, I believe, is Dexter, but I might be wrong on that. So uh, we can do it this way. Um, there's Broken Husband and and Crazy Professor. I, I believe they are Henry and Dexter. I'm not 100% sure. But Henry, Henry is the browbeaten guy, for sure. And Dex, Dexter is his buddy. Okay. So they're at this party, and we we immediately get this sense that um, Andrea Barbeau, um, who, by the way, is fantastic again, as she always is, um, she plays like this screechy um, uh, shrew of a woman who kind of beats her husband, Harry, or Henry down. Um, and her, every the, the only reason said. I know her name is is Wilma is because she says the line, I'm Wilma, but just call me Billy. She she says that eight times, I think. Oh, he this. calls her Billy like a dozen times throughout. Everybody, the f- yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's so. That's the only reason is that they say her name like eight times in this. So, yeah, yeah. As the party gets going, uh, that we there's also the college campus. We see a janitor. He finds this crate underneath some some stairs in the basement. He calls uh, Dexter because he he figures he'll know a little bit more about what's going on. I think he's a history professor. At first, I didn't. Again, I didn't remember this one, so at first I wasn't sure why we were focusing on Henry and Billy, because I call him Walter Mitty because he keeps having these flashes of him killing Billy in very unique but fun ways. Oh, yeah, and, and uh, sometimes to just, like, applause the people around <laughs> that's him, the first, which I love. That's the first one. He pulls out this giant, dirty, hairy forty-five caliber revolver, yeah. plows so her in the forehead, and everyone looks at her... And go, and then they just start clapping. 
And he's got this, he's just got this look of, did my job. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's it's great. It's fantastic. And then we cut back to Dexter and the janitor, and they find a quate, uh, a quate, they find a quate. A quate of kumquats. <laughs> they find a crate um, that they pull out from underneath uh, the stairs. Uh, they find it interesting because it was actually supposed to go. If you noticed, it's supposed to have gone to a different college. That's right. Didn't come up in this one. Uh, they didn't mention it, but they do mention that the date is 1834. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. They pull the crate out. They get into a classroom and they start to open up the locks. It, it's it, it's a giant crate. It's locked. It's nailed shut. And the janitor hears something inside and he says, oh, I think it's alive. And you're like, oh, OK, it's it's a creature. So that'll be interesting. And then the creature and then the janitor does the dumbest thing possible. Hey, it looks like something's alive in the crate. I'll jam my hand in <laughs> Did it. Did you think he was like, hey, man, this is probably like that movie Gremlins. It's a mogwai. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you get you get what's coming to you if that's how you live your life. I'm sorry. Are we, you get what's are, coming to you. Are we safe to say he got the curiosity comeuppance? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you may be correct. Okay. He, he gets his hand chewed off. The crate kind of tips over, and the creature, like, chews his head off. Um, and then when the crate opens up, I had a question for you. Uh, now, we've already okay. had, a, cre- we've already had a, a Crevenant. Right. What did you think this thing was, a Yeti or a Wendigo? You know, this is going to be a, a deep pull. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. This always reminds me, there was a game that came out in the 90s called Primal Rage. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. And it always reminds me of Chaos, one of the two monkeys you could be. The white, yeah, it's the white monkey. Yeah, that's that's what he reminded me of. But, um... Yeah, it's some weird, like, baboon-looking thing. Yeah, know, it man. was a weird thing. It doesn't look like a baboon. It's like a creepy monkey. It's just weird. Yeah, I I, I, I would assume at this point they'd pro- this is like the Yeti or, or something. Because it came from Antarctica is why I'm saying something yeah, that like that. That makes sense. So. That makes sense. But, and by the way, I know a line you're going to love is coming up in a second, but the professor runs out of there. Like, he is Captain I'm Not Handling This. Right. <laughs> oh no, he's he knows what's up. He's just like, whoa, I'm, I don't want none of this. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 He is. He's noping right out of there. He goes upstairs and he runs into to one of these kids. His his grad assistant. His grad his assistant. His graduate uh, assistant. Yeah. And and he says, and I thought of you, Greg. He goes, you must be on one hell of a toot. Yes. <laughs> which which I remember we we've discussed the drug toot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Many times. That's right. That's right. I, I swear Greg, I I laughed to myself when he goes, "You must be on well hell of a toot." They're going to think we're both on a toot. Yeah. <laughs> that was like was, Greg must be rolling like, "Oh, there I it is." I, I absolutely remembered the toot thing when he said i was like oh hey i didn't know this was a thing <laughs> now now apparently it is yeah. we have what do you have is a theory and then you have confirmation of a theory this- Th- thus you you've confirmed <laughs> through independent evidence toot is a thing yeah so damn so they go 
down to the basement and and the kid is like he's wary of it which is good um the creature has moved the crate back under the box under the stairs i really love that touch I also am with you. I love the fact that, like, that's where it feels safe. That's what the professor that's says, where, yes. That's where it's been, and it just wants to stay there. I, I'm with you. I really, really like it. I, that was a very, very clever little thing that, in the scheme of the, 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 the story, doesn't mean much, but it's really kind of cool. Uh, I like that. Um, he sees a, a shoe or something like that that's mangled or whatever. Um, the kid goes in, tries to get it, the... The the uh, chaos attacks him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going with chaos. Things. That's fine. Yeah, uh, chaos works. Uh, special effects are are decent here. They look kind of hokey, but but good in, in that hokey way. Yeah. yeah. Um, kid gets his face lashed up, and Dexter is once again on the Nope train, heading to Nopesville, never coming back. Mm mm. Uh, he is gone. I actually like that he is just like so out of his mind. He's like, I need to get in my car and drive away. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really smart. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, that's exactly what you should do. Right. Just it, get out. It's the antithesis of every person you would see in a movie in this scene. Every other person what would start formulating, formulating the plan to kill it. Nope, nope. Not this guy. He, he is not. He is captain. Not my problem. And he's gone, and he goes to his friend Henry's house, uh, yes. who, by the way, is on another Walter Mitty strangling his wife thing with his with his tie with his, yes. with his tie. Um, no, no clapping that time. No, 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 no. Just just an audience of one. Yes. Uh, Dexter shows up. I I I really wanted the scene to go another way. Dexter shows up. He's all disheveled. Henry listens to his story. Sits him down in the chair and goes that you know Dexter that that's uh, that's harrowing really it, it really is um, pawn to B three <laughs> and just starts to play chat like I'm uh, sure sure Dexter you just keep telling me the story I'm I'm gonna kick your ass at chess <laughs> and he just that's where the story ends <laughs> right of course right uh in instead uh Dexter tells him the story and. The guy who's playing ha- uh, Henry is v- Hal-, Hal Holbrook, famous famous actor, uh, super great, very good. As Dexter tells him the story, you can already see this character's wheels turning of what's about to happen. Like it's not even yeah. like the the foreshadowing is so heavy. It's so good. I, I I'll, this is probably my favorite of the stories of all of them uh, as far oh, as story uh, structure. This is probably my my favorite one as well. So anyway, uh, he starts formulating. He drugs his buddy, locks him in a room, goes to... Uh, we see him writing a note. That's going to come up in a second, because I, I have a very interesting question old, for that one. The old Chekhov's note <laughs> scenario. So, so <laughs> Chekhov? You know, the, the, the che- Chekhov's gun, where if you see a gun in the first act of a play, it must go off in the third act. This is the old Chekhov's note. If you see a man writing oh, a note, it must be read. I thought you were talking... The I, I thought you Star Trek? No. Sorry, I man. thought you were talking about Juan Esposito from the Sweat Hogs. Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter, I have a note. I have a note. Juan Epstein, that's what it is. Signed Epstein. Epstein's mother. As signed Epstein's mother. That's what I thought you when you when you said Chekhov's note. I'm like, no, I think his name was <laughs> Epstein. Um, 
I, I I'm not familiar with that, but sure. He goes to he goes there. He starts cleaning up again. Very well done. Wife comes home. She's been drinking, and apparently this guy has the clearest yet smallest writing possible for any human yes. being because he writes a short novel on half a card. And Is it fair to say does that he know? Does he know how to push his wife's buttons? Oh my because god! Yeah. She is loving. <laughs> oh my god! He raped a girl. I gotta go see this. Yeah. I thought she was gonna grab a camera and, and some audio equipment. I don't know. She was she's, very into she's it. A little too into it. I think. Yeah. She shows up, and uh, unless unless you have something, it's pretty pretty clear cut case of uh, gonna murder my wife. Yeah, no, it, that's that's exactly what happens. So he he Hal Holbrook uh, or or Henry goes to the area and goes to the to the college and cleans everything up and just waits. The wife shows up and he just says, "Oh, that girl, she's under the stairs," and then uh, just pushes his wife into the crate. You don't think anything's going to happen for a second, and then the creature comes out and grabs her and pulls her into the crate. Uh- I'll be honest, I thought it was going to end with her walking away and Henry being eaten. That would have been an interesting ending, too. I thought it was, because they do set it up kind of weirdly. Um, we, I, and, I, and by the way, I love her reaction, too. He's slamming her into the crate, and she goes, Is that all you got? I've been hit harder by my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. She, no matter, you just slammed her head into a crate and she's still cutting your balls off at yeah. every opportunity. Yeah, buddy. Geez. She is the queen <laughs> of, of killing men. It was so good. She is, she, yeah, she's a stone cold. Do you, do you, uh, <laughs> do you think, just, do you think she's, she was a professor at that college as well? I like to think she was because she talks a lot about the politics of it. So I guess I just kind of assumed she was some kind of. No, 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 uh, no, no. She was in there. No, she teaches demasculinity uh, oh, 101, ooh. where she yes. teaches young women how to uh, how to badger and how put to, down. How to, how to take a punch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. Well, clearly, clearly, that's week one. I mean. <laughs> and then how to, yeah, how, how to just grind someone <laughs> down over the years so you've just sucked their will to live. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think? I, I have to assume the final quiz is Henry comes in and all yeah. the women line up and they have to beat him down. Yeah. And yeah. the first it's, one to make him cry gets the A. A plus. A plus. And everybody else is just an A. Gen- uh, gentleman's A and, and, and an A. <laughs> well, well, she grades on a curve, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I mean come on. It's college. Masculinity 101. <laughs> the final. What a final. <laughs> I mean, it's a practical. You don't have to study for it, per se. I just love that week one is how to take a punch, followed by week two, how to insult him after you take yeah. the punch. How to. Yeah. Week two, the psychology of, of how to break a, break a person down. Is that all you got, you sissy? Yeah. It's okay. It's terrible. Uh, domestic abuse, no matter man or woman, is horrible, no matter what. And if you need help, please call. But in this instance, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because it's so cartoonishly ridiculous <laughs> yes. here. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. 
So anyway, uh, please be um, safe. So- I'm dying. Paul is literally dying. Um, So we have what what I think really makes this 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 part so great is is the the sort of falling action at at the end of this where he uh, Henry after his wife gets eaten and the things back in the crate he slips a lock on the chain so the thing can't get out he locks it up yep. puts yes, it in his yes. car drives to a quarry and knocks it off and he's explaining to Dexter like you don't have to worry the thing's down at the bottom of a quarry there's nothing wrong with you know it's not going to get out there's nothing to worry about and then it cuts to the to the thing being dumped in the quarry and it just busts out of the box and that's the end of it did you kind of I, I didn't like that I thought it was kind of cool like like when you see its hands and you kind of hear it like whimpering, you almost feel bad for the creature. I thought that would have been better than it breaking out. Because now you kind of get this like, is it going to get revenge? Is it going to eat more people? I kind of like the sadness that this creature, like when they when it goes back under the stairs. I like the idea that it's just a sad creature who just wanted to, it didn't even want to leave Antarctica. But God damn it, it just wants to live its own life. You know, I kind of, that's how I liked I, that yeah, the that's, end. That's, I mean, I, I personally like, I like, I like the way it ends because it's a, it, it thematically kind of fits Okay. Uh, okay. the, the, the movie, but sure. I, I do like, I like your ending in a, in a, for a different story. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, fair, I just, I, yeah, yeah. Just a, you know, just a little different. Um, and, and so now we were on, they're creeping up on you. I've got this bug problem. Once you get bugs, you never get rid of them. They breed in the crawl spaces, in the conduits, in the very core of the building itself. Now, I have never seen this section. Really? And I think it's because on TV, they always cut this one out. It, it's very possible. It's very because possible. Because it's... It, it's uh, that's like the easiest way to edit this down to like a normal TV. Uh, movie. This movie is two full hours. Yeah, it, it's, it's so a long. I, I believe they they cut this out. I I'd seen clips of it and I I know what happened and stuff, but I'd never watched it start to finish like with the movie or anything. So this was a new one on me. Um, even though I knew what what happened okay. and kind of like the lonely death of Jory Vorel, uh, there's kind of like. Four sentences worth of meat here, and uh, I'm totally. That's it. Uh, so there's this super rich guy. Um, he lives in. Uh, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like a a a sealed penthouse apartment that is only 148 square feet. It's not, yeah. It looks to me like he has three rooms. That's it, and they're all adjoining. It, it, it was very odd. Um, it's all white. I, I do like the contrast of how clean it's supposed to be versus what we eventually find out is that he's being invaded by cockroaches. Now, the the only thing that I had about this is first of all, at first you almost think he's almost like an inpatient at like a hospital, the way yeah. he's kind of shambling around. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. So you oh. you it, it it's kind of like a like like a Howard Hughes type yes. thing. The guy's yes. the guy's like yes. a germaphobe, and he's he's you know constantly talking about how like oh this is you know germ free, but I keep seeing he keeps seeing 
roaches over and over again and he's on the phone and the, the, he's talking to people and you can just hear how much of kind of a jerk he is where he's talking about how like they, they say like oh this guy killed himself after the <laughs> and he's laughing company, and he's like oh yippee you know? I, 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 hold on I do love the part of that scene where he goes and by the way where did you get this number and she goes from my husband who killed himself and he's like well I guess I can't fire him yeah, can't fire him, can I? Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, so ridiculous. It, and then the scene, it just kind of builds from there. You see one cockroach, then three cockroaches. There, there's more and more of them. Um, now, I have a question. Yeah. Are these actual cockroaches? Are Do they exist or are they in his head? Now, I have a theory. Okay. okay. And, it, and it comes down to this. To answer your question... The movie is very, very ambiguous on this for two reasons. Number one, there is a scene where he slams his hand down on a roach. And in the cut, you see real roach guts on the glove. Right. When he pulls it up, there's nothing. And even he kind of has a, like, WTF moment with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks really confused. Now, and then, of course, the... The bigger one being at the end, and we'll get to the whole scene, but for the most part, he goes in this hyperbolic chamber that's his sleeping area where no roaches should be able to get into. He pulls the covers back, and there's tons of roaches. Yeah, the whole bed is basically roaches. Um, The next morning, we don't see any roaches, and we'll get to the rest of that scene, but I have my theory first. He is spraying a a container that is just called, it doesn't say raid, it doesn't say roach killer. It just says B-1267. Now, I have to ask, what were chemical compositions B-1 through 1266 number one, or are those numbered cans? Ooh. I think they're numbered cans, and this is what happened. Um, he filled that entire room with, with fumigation Ooh. gas. He's been breathing it in for years, and he has a psychotic break. I actually would buy that. I would, too, if the movie was determined to make sure that we don't think that. <laughs> because, okay. Because at the very end of this movie, we see his body, and then we start to see little movement under his skin, and then all of these roaches come out of this horrible, horrible mannequin figure. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's one of the ones when we talked about that some of the things didn't look so great. The the body with the roaches coming out of it, very not bad. looking so hot. No. Um, so I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. The movie, unlike every other story so far, where it was very clearly supernatural things happened, right? this one is very ambiguous. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I wondered if it was sort of a thing where all the roaches outside of that chamber were fake, but somehow when he got in there, he was infested inside with roaches and they all busted out of him now that doesn't hold water because the last scene the roaches are like three feet (laughs) right right which by the way was so ridiculous (laughs) that was just so insane yeah i i don't know i'll be honest i'm okay that they cut it for tv because it's not very strong it's not yeah it's it's not super great i agree it's got a couple funny parts to it but what it not a good way to end that's for sure I would have ended with the crate. I think that's a much better story. Yeah. So anyway, then we we uh, we cut to uh, back to the house from the beginning with super uh, angry dad and uh, oh oh the garbage men are looking through the uh, who are the, the jolliest uh, two fellows on earth. Oh, they love their job. They they are infatuated with their job. 
they they love it to death. And uh, they're they're going through the uh, the comic book, and they're like, "Oh, look, voodoo doll! Oh, somebody already sent the way for it." Yeah. And that's where we see uh, little Joe King uh, stabbing the voodoo doll, and his dad feeling it downstairs. Which was uh, I thought that was clever. Uh, oh, that's good. and a good way to bookend the movie. And for the sure. look he has on his face is diabolical. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he is just like loving it. Yeah. Loving the pain he's causing. Uh, and, and uh, yeah. That's it. That's the end of the movie. So, uh, I mean, I, I know you went first at the beginning, so I, I will go first this time. All right. Was is, this still rad, Paul? Is this still rad? Ah, I was very torn on this one, and I'll tell you why. I think, I think because it's an anthology, which is what's unique about this, I, it's tough to judge the movie on a whole because... Yeah. Jordy and the Roaches are, are not good. They're not fun because of the people in the situation that they're in. Um, the first one I didn't remember, but it's got a good premise. Uh, the crate is awesome. The Leslie Nielsen, Ted Danson one, the, uh, the uh, Tides of Change or whatever it was. Really good. I enjoyed the movie, but I didn't think it was rad. I didn't think it was like, oh, this is super cool. This is really like awesome this is something that i would want to talk about i just kind of think it's a it's got it's a good movie with some good parts and stories to it um you can definitely tell it's stephen king's style i i love his stuff um i, I his short stories are always amazing these all feel like short stories he wrote but for me it i just don't think it hit that one little mark that i needed it to be um like i just didn't feel that in myself to to say, okay, yeah, this is this is still pretty cool and rad. It's well written. I think it's well done. Like if if all five were like the crate, I think I would have really loved it. Um, but it just didn't hold up for me. How about yourself, Greg? You know, I'm I'm with you being on the fence. Um, I had I I had hoped that this was better than than it, it was, and I, and I agree with you. I think uh, we both really like the same two, the crate. And something to tide you over are great. Father's Day is kind of eh, and you know Jordy and and uh, uh, the uh, bugs uh, they creep up on you. I just not not that great. And unfortunately, I have to give this one a not rad. Um, I I really wanted to like this more than I did, and and I I just didn't. Um, and 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 I agree with Stephen King being super awesome. Stephen King, uh, I I think I actually like his short stories better than I like his novels. Um, the short story collections he had were always, uh, they're kinda, awesome. Kind of my favorite ones. I agree. Uh, really, really strong stuff. And I like plenty of his novels too, but just, he is so good at short stories. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. Sadly, I got, I got to give it not rad. I, 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 by the way, I'm with you. This is one where I, I didn't have a lot of expectation cause I didn't remember it too well as far as like me actually liking it. I was kind of hoping it was going to be a little bit better than it was. So I was also mm. disappointed um, on that front. So that's it. That, that is, unfortunately, the end of Creep Show. Not rad. Um, I don't think we can use Dar anymore. I think that was a... No, that was that was a three-person. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just say it's not rad, um, which is disappointing. Um, but, uh, and I was very interesting to see a comment on this on the Facebook at the end of last episode, I actually stayed up for an extra half an hour, and I have my two five lists. Oh, no kidding. I did, yes, because I really wanted to get them out there. I didn't forget. I, like, I like right. literally, I was like, okay, I pulled up the, the full list. I went through them all 
what did I like, what didn't I like, surprises and all that stuff. So, all right. If you are ready, sir, I I will yeah, go man, through Yeah, bring these. them on. Bring them on. Um, so my list just happens to go. I start at the bottom uh, from our first episode up, so that that's the order that they're in. Okay, so they're, they're um, but it's in, not they're in chronological order. chronological order. Yes. So, uh, starting off very. Wait, are we doing are we doing surprises or disappointments? Surprises first. Surprises. Uh, yeah, we'll first. go surprises okay. first. And and this starts out with our second episode. Um, no, I'm sorry. I think it's our third. Ernest goes to camp. And, yeah. And I'll tell you, I love that movie so much as a kid. I was ready for it to be disappointing and have the jokes not hold up and have Ernest come across as real stupid and campy. And I really enjoyed watching that movie again. Uh, mm. I was really happy that that, that held up. Um, kind of going uh, uh, hand in hand with that one was Monster Squad. Another movie that just, it's its solid. It, it's really strong. I, I liked it a lot. Don't, don't be afraid to chime in. <laughs> I'm, I, I just, I mean, how many of these did you do? Because I only did five and five. I only did, did five. Just... No, no, no. Okay, okay, uh, no, okay. No, no, no. I'm going through all 100 movies. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. we're going to re-rate all 100. Yeah, all right, I'll yeah, buckle in. Okay. Uh, this uh, well, I mean, if, okay, if, if you want me to, I just wanted to let you kind of get through. This, no, no, but, no, no. I agree I, with both of those. Yeah, I, I was also surprised with Ernest and uh, Ernest specifically. I I was really happy that that held. Up. I, I was my number three, Greg. I I think this is a me. I don't remember if you thought it was rad. No, I'll tell you, no holds barred. Oh man, did <laughs> I say that that one looped around and I think we again? did. I think we both did. I thoroughly enjoyed I them. I I've watched it again on Netflix have. twice now. Twice I've watched oh it since God. in the last two years. It was good. It's it's so stupid and fun to watch. Oh my God. Hulk Hogan in that movie is just ridiculous. So bananas. It's it I'll tell you. After all of our commentary, Coco beware your surroundings. Oh, I, still so I still die. I still die. I still die. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe if we get a Patreon thing going, yeah. you and I can riff. I no would, holds barred. I would love to go back and do that one. I, I top of my list. Be pretty fun. That would be fun. My next one, which was a, this is probably the biggest surprise on my list. Friday the 13th. The first one that yeah. movie is phenomenal for it's, an 80s it, horror movie of all the 80s horror movies we've done, that one holds up. It's just a solid, solid, scary, well-made movie. By far the best one we've done for horror movies. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, and then the last one, which is just a movie because I never really gave it a lot of thought in the first place, was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Solid. It was fun. So good. It was a fun movie. That was a movie yeah. that I kind of like, I didn't really care for it you know, when I was a kid, but it held up fantastic. I was very surprised that it was good. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love I, that I, I agree with all of those. Those are all great picks. Sweet. Now my disappointments. Uh, and, and by the way, you'll notice that I, I, I left off like Back to the Future and, and on the, the uh, downside well, crawl. And that's those... just because you covered them. I, I didn't want to retread water on as far as well, that goes. And, and, and also, like those, uh, like those I think like Back to the Future, I don't know if that surprised you as much as it surprised me. No, no, it, not for right? me. Like, no, I, I was pretty, I was, I've always been on board with that movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, crawl, we both agreed, just... Total disappointment. It's uh, 
I went with a different five just to kind of get that out of the way. My first one, again, chronological. And this one, I believe me, Greg, I was genuinely disappointed. Labyrinth. Yeah, man. Uh, in my mind, that movie was a gem. You know, we it, 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 at work, we had an interesting, uh, not, not to derail this, and, and you can answer this or not, we were talking about, is there is there a food that you like either want to like or routinely think when you try it again that you will like it? Yes. And you're constantly just like, nope, I, don't, I do this. I've tried this like seven times. Yes. I feel like I should like I this. Do. And it's gross. And so and Labyrinth is like that. It's like, it, it's a movie where I'm like, I feel like I should have a real connection. I am totally in the wheelhouse of this movie. Like, yeah. it's like my generation was raised on Jim Henson. We saw this when we were like impressionable to not really know what was good or what was bad. I should have fond memories of it. They should carry forward and they don't. It is such a quagmire of a movie. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a train wreck. Um, uh, By the way, sushi. Sushi. You know, you know what it is for me? Red vines. Really? I, I That's interesting. every so often I will buy a <laughs> Okay, I did not see that one coming. Now, hold on, now, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay. I will buy, and I mean like like once a year. Yeah. I will buy and I'll eat one and the first one is awesome. <laughs> okay. And then I eat another one and literally it is always the same thought. Why did I do this? <laughs> okay. Because it's always the same. I eat one. It's great. I eat the second one. This garbage. This garbage. Food. This is terrible. Why do I do this? I feel like I should. Other people like them. I feel like I should like them. I don't like them. That's how I feel. My wife is always telling me, no, you got to try sushi. I'll try a bite. And, and and you're right. The first one, I'm like, because I don't know what I'm expecting. I take yeah. that first one. I'm like, okay, it's it's not what I expect. I'll uh, I'll try. I take the second one. Why why did I do this? This this the yeah. stupidest thing yeah. I've ever done. Can I have a chicken wing? Anyway, okay, that that is a very long digression into sushi. Uh, <laughs> I, that was a, that was my first disappointment. <laughs> we have four more. <laughs> we have four more. Let's buckle up. Okay, I think the next one you're gonna agree with me. Anyway, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I wait wait wait. Uh, Pee Wee Adventure or Big Top? Both. I'm Big Adventure. I didn't yeah. like. I, again, yeah. I loved Big Adventure as a kid. I, as an I adult, it was just sad. It's just sad and long and just not I think I think we were really connected to the idea that Pee Wee is in an insane asylum. And I love that idea. This And, and, and this is just like... It killed this, his parents. This, it's this, so good. Big, big Adventure was his hundred acre wood, if you will. <laughs> yes. He's just, he's just hiding who is it? from reality is it, in his Big Adventure. Is it Holden Caulfield who has the who has the adventure, but he's in a, in a mental hospital? Is that the one? I, Catcher on the I, Rye? I, I, Catcher, let's catch Catcher on the Wire is is Holden Caulfield, yeah, yeah. But I I just always thought that uh, that uh, Christopher Robin and the Hundred Acre Wood and Winnie the Pooh that was all just him not wanting to deal with the death of his father, and that was just his safe space Ugh. with all his stuffed animals, and that's where he lived. Yep, that was totally fine with him. Yep, and uh, uh, Pee Wee's the Pee same way. The same way. Uh, yep, fragile mind can't handle such the, the dark, grim reality. You should write that four cracked. And send it into them. <laughs> I I actually I think I tweeted at uh, uh, Dan O'Brien, one of the big cracked guys over yeah. there, and asked if he had ever heard of any scenarios about that. Uh, never heard back from it. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Shocked. Uh, I take that as a 
No. Not funny enough. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> not, we did well. Uh, okay, m- moving along. Uh, the Breakfast Club. I, that was more nostalgia. I just expected that to be better just because it, it's such a huge movie for, for kids of my generation. It's hmm. not a bad movie. Did, it just wasn't good for me. Didn't you call it rad, though? Oh, here we go. This is the... No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I honestly don't... I honestly don't remember. I That's don't... I don't think I did. If I, I did... I, I, then this is also a rad regret. <laughs> okay. Yes. I will and yes, keep keep going. Uh, uh, we we did keep records for like uh, a while. A week. Uh, by the way, I I would like to officially apologize for uh, my my Akira incorrection that you you did actually call that rad. Uh yeah, I think we stopped keeping track before the breakfast club <laughs> showed up. So I have no way to quit. Let's put it this way. I know for a fact I called 16 Candles rad because of Ducky. So. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. What? 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 Ducky? Ducky? Ducky, the saddest character in cinema history? He might be. I guess guess that's true. Okay. uh, Moving on. uh, The Wraith. That movie was just. uh, When I was a kid, I loved that movie. It was just so much fun. Because again, I love car movies. It's it, it just, it's a tangled mess of story that doesn't make sense. Um, it wasn't very good. And then the last one, I know you're gonna have uh, a contradictory view of this. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just, it just was not fun. I don't know if it was, I was in a funk that day. I didn't enjoy that movie. It, it just seemed plotting and long, and it just didn't feel like it had that indie adventure quality to it like temple of doom that we did which was phenomenal um that I, was a I, great I will one. say i was shocked how much i like temple of doom uh, i was not because that was always my favorite um i like crusade i think a little bit more um we'll, we'll have to watch that one um mm. but temple of doom was always a good one for me so raiders though it, it just didn't hold up so that that's my five disappointments of of this was rad history so there we are and we've pretty much come to the end of the show here uh we, it, it, hold on hold on gonna be a long one by I the have, way i have breakfast club up i'm going straight to the end to see if we called if you called it red oh so, so we're doing live fact checking you know you had a couple days in a in a facebook post i don't like i don't like this new greg where he's <laughs> he's instantly gonna shut me down okay i'm like oh here we go yeah <laughs> You said, I don't know what to say. It's absolutely <laughs> I was laughing. Poignant stuff was good. I was on toot as, as we... I was on... Could be a little shorter. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't need the whole review. We loved the characters. Shut up. This is all beeped out. Right for, right for when you got... When, just when you go, okay, I got it. Beep. Now, now here's, here's what I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt for. Is that... We had watched three other John Hughes films <laughs> yes. right before this. Oh, no. You know what? Maybe I'm not thinking of Breakfast Club. Maybe I'm thinking of Weird Science. I was going to say Weird Science or uh, 16 Candles. I enjoyed 16 Candles. I, I did enjoy. What? Uh, no, no, no. No, With I didn't Long like that Duck one. Duck Dong? No, but I wasn't disappointed by it. What did mm. I say? You know what? Doesn't one of the John Hughes movies I expected to be good, and it was terrible. Was it Ferris Bueller? <laughs> oh God, that was awful. That yeah. was horrendous. That was that was that's a big one. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, but that's up there with Big. Like, I, I you know, I I liked Big, but uh, okay, we're already 
just even when I yeah. edit this, we're going to be at like 90 minutes. So yeah, um, give, give or take. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and end the show here, uh, and we can go ahead and thank our, our constant sponsor and patron, Mr. Bibbs. Thank you, as always, for contributing to this podcast. You keep this rolling. Uh, we thank you very much. And, you uh, are the best. You are. You're the best around. No one's going to let you down. Well, we might. We also, we also want to thank our new uh, closing music by Vampire Stepdad, who was cool enough to let us use uh, one of his tracks that we're going to close out with today. Yes, um, and obviously, if you heard the new opening track as well, if you were concerned that you were listening to the wrong podcast, that is a track called 80s Synth. Um, I think it's 80s Synth Machine, but I'll look it up again, by an artist called Battle Angel. Um, I got it from one of the uh, from one of the, the sites there. Great tune. I thought it was... Uh, Greg and I both agreed like that was the sound we were looking for, so we went ahead and got that. Um, pieces of that and, uh, uh, are in the the show as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice. It's a nice. It's a nice change up. Uh, and the, and uh, so Vampire Stepdad, the track is uh, "Please Jan Hammer, Don't Hurt Him." Uh, check out his stuff at VampireStepdad.com. Super nice guy. Uh, and if you like synthwave. Definitely, definitely give him a listen. Uh, if you look at the liner notes for the episodes, I'm going to be having more information in there, like how to get to us on Twitter, Facebook. I'll put links nice. to these two as well, um, where I got the opening track. And I will say this is for our listeners who are, are just joining or longtime listeners, our cover art will be changing uh, within the next couple weeks. I'm working on something now, so... If it changes, just know we're still, this was rad, just to, sometimes people get confused, you know, like like small woodland creatures in the wintertime. Didn't know where right. to go with that joke. Nope, that's all right. God, it's late. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, talk with us, please, we love it, tweet at us. Uh... We, we actually have, I would say, four or five people now on Facebook that routinely talk with us. Uh, this Very week much specifically. so. Um, it's, it, it's nice. It's not just the same like couple of people. Now we're actually getting some new ones, which is awesome. I love it. So uh, shout uh, outs to everyone who, who comments on our posts. Uh, we love it. Please keep doing it. Tell your friends, uh, if you like the podcast enough to, to comment or listen, please tell your friends to check us out. Even just a couple episodes, see if they like it. And, uh, and that's about it. Um, Greg, and yeah, actually, um, that is about it. So, Greg, uh, what is our next movie here? Oh, our next movie. Well, I mean, we we loved RoboCop so much, so we thought, what's the what's the other greatest Paul Verhoeven movie? It's obviously Total Recall. Oh, I thought we were doing it because we can't get enough of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I mean, that's fantastic, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in the immortal words of, uh, you know, great man of deeds, Trump, uh, get your ass to Mars. Oh, yeah. There you go. I got nothing on that one. I am all Trumped out this week. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Who doggy? Did I do some <laughs> winking on Facebook this week? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, what we're we up to? Two hours? Fantastic! Can't wait to edit this one for three days. Also, um, you know what? The very last thing, and we are gonna disappoint our patron. But next week, uh, no, let me just make sure. Uh, so yes, the fourth, we will have a new episode on August fourth. Uh, I will actually be away for a week, so we will not be able to record. So the special that we were gonna do as a bonus cast, which was the live. 
uh, riffing of Sleepaway Camp it will instead be released on Friday the 11th uh, for everyone to enjoy over the, the weekend there. Get your get your summer camp fun on. Uh, I'm very, very sorry, guys. Uh, just summer comes and vacations start and, uh, and we're doing the best we can. But thankfully, we had one in the bag ready to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought, I thought, you, I were thought you were gonna say. Like, well, no, nope. no. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go. I'm gonna leave that whole uh, pause in right. so, so we can. Oh, oh great. fantastic! <laughs> no editing that one up. Play us out, vampire stepdad. Uh, see you guys later. That's why God made fathers, babe. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.